0: Good morning. Conversation with Alaskan Gardeners. We're back on the air. Mark and Dave from Landscape Alaska. This is a call-in show, 586 Gets you on the air. We're going to talk about lawns. We're going to talk about rhododendrons. Talk about apple trees and raspberries. Talk about Landscape Alaska's fantastic midsummer planting sale going on right now with many, many, many special items.
1: You know those... Uh new kind of lavender pink flocks with the white eyes that you, you got in last week or whenever it was, they would be a beautiful planting with those yellow tiger lilies. You know, things are beautiful on their own, but when you find the right companions that can bloom throughout the season, that really adds more depth to your garden. And those two, especially since the lilies aren't out yet, um... Really called to me last yesterday when I came home from work and saw them there, and I thought, boy, if I had time to plant that in my garden, that's what I would do. Because, Absolutely, because they're really—they're both tall. they the flocks will get thick, and uh, and
0: fragrant. Oh man, is it fragrant?
1: Fragrant, and the lilies will be taller than they are, and in bright yellow, would be really pretty.
0: Sounds perfect. And is perfect. that
1: a type of dwarfer yellow? tiger lily than what had been the traditional orange tiger lilies? You know, the orange ones used to get to about six or seven feet tall. Do these... Or these are a little shorter, aren't
0: they? These are shorter. Yeah. Anything... You know how it goes? Anything that's further away from the wild strain gets littler and slower and weaker. So whatever the dominant wild thing is, which would be like... In the In the case of maple trees would be a big green maple tree. You know, a red leaf maple tree is always going to be slower and smaller than a green leaf maple tree right so that's going to happen with lilies so the the standard the wild one is the big tall orange one and then those other ones have been developed from them you know by finding isolated genes and 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 making that happen
1: when you buy things that are flowering like the flocks are you know they've got one or two stems blooming in a gallon can you need to enjoy them for a couple of days in your garden, and then you need to cut them back. Take the flowers in the house, put them in a vase, and feed them up so that they'll spread and get to be much thicker and denser for you. Which will still happen this year because it'll concentrate on root growth,
0: absolutely, and
1: not have to support the top and the bottom at the same time.
0: One can tell that you're a gardener. There's just no doubt about it.
1: Well, I love to make. I like to have flowers be. Productive, mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to plant flowers, make them go to work.
0: Now think of all the things that are happening right now in the garden, the things that are blooming now. With right, this are, weather, it's uh, just
1: amazing. And you really need to water. Oh, yeah. It's so hot. And early morning watering is really where it's at. Not at night, but in the morning.
0: And if you do it at night, you're running the chance of increasing the fungus load. Yep. Yeah. And powdery mildew is out there. It loves this kind of weather.
1: Yes. Well, and this is fungus country.
0: There's fungus everywhere. It really is. And we've seen we've seen an incredible amount of it this year. Incredible amount of it. In, and growing on things that we never saw it on before. I think that's mostly because of the wet and cold last summer. But
1: anyway. Um,
0: there we are.
1: If, if you haven't fed your plants this year yet it's not too late but you do need to water them well one day and feed them when the ground is still moist the next day don't put it on a dry ground and um and then water it in because you you run the risk with the temperatures like they are to, of really burning your plants and not, and that's anything from a perennial to rhododendrons to roses Anything like that at all. Absolutely. By the way, we're going to transplant a couple of those big, I have a project for those big roses that we saved that oh. are in the greenhouse. Good. I'm trying to think about how to get them out of those pots. We're going to have to cut them out, probably.
0: Remember, the pots come apart, they have those thumb screws on the corners. Those big square pots? No, the big
1: round pots that were the big tree pots that are in with the big rugosas in them in the
0: greenhouse. Oh, I thought that they were all the big square pots. No. I'm wrong? Okay. You're so, always
1: wrong. Are you kidding me <laughs> when you're talking to me? Forget that. <laughs> all right.
0: So these are ones that were uh, 10 feet tall, and uh, we cut them down to just stubs and dug them out of the ground and moved the root system, and now they're just booming up. And blooming. Yeah. In one year. Well, of course. You know, I mean, it's just absolutely,
1: tastes. and even the st- 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 bottoms of the sticks that we thought were dead are growing outside in the refuse pile, just going to town. Oh yeah, yeah. Not but flower, good. not flowering, but coming, growing big and being beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this is a pretty good time for this now. You know, once the springtime rush of of new growth is past, and things start hardening, hardening off for their summertime now you can start thinking about moving them around
1: and taking cuttings
0: that's right and taking cuttings
1: i want to take some cuttings
0: semi-hardwood cuttings Uh uh-huh is what you take now and so that would be things like like uh, hydrangeas and And roses roses and spireas all those things will root real easily right now and and of course lilac Mm -hmm. real easily yeah Uh so uh speaking of lilac I saw the first color changes on the Miss Kims starting to show.
1: On oh, the their leaves.
0: Yeah, the first tinges of, of dark purple. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they really are pretty.
0: And it's going to be, you know, in another month, they'll be burgundy colored. Yes, they will. And they just get darker and darker and darker. So I was at Tyler Rental this week. Surprise, surprise. Aren't you there every week? I go there every week just to see what's new. But also, you know, I rent so many tools for doing stuff that I go there and, and rent something for the day and bring it back in the afternoon
1: i like so. all their safety gear too yeah you know you really need to have safety gear when you're out running power equipment
0: eye protection ear protection head protection vest color vests uh optic yellow optic orange all that stuff it's be almost safe on the too job.
1: hot for vests but yeah i, I know, know what you know.
0: mean <laughs> sometimes you have to just you know kind of be just vests
1: oh it's just so hot it's really hot out there working in the, <laughs> <laughs> the landscape.
0: I'm is sorry. Is it hot? It's really hot. Is it's it really, really, really hot. hot? Is it really, really, really hot? It really is. Hot. Yep, I got you. Yeah. And I see you there on the pavement areas working in the flower beds with your big hat on. And I know it's got to be just baking there. Against the white building, reflecting down on you. Man, oh, man. I really love my hat. It
1: really protects my skin, keeping me in the shade.
0: Landscape Alaska is open We have, uh, Beth is there until school comes, so we're ready, we're still going, and, uh, from Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock till, uh, Saturday afternoon, we're open from 10 till 4 o'clock, Wednesday through Saturday, on Sunday, noon to 4, and we're on the back loop road, if you can't figure out where we are, look at our website, there's a map on there, it'll show our driveway, we can't have a big sign by the side of the road, but, you know. you'll be able to figure out where we are.
1: So did you have any interesting uh, gardening questions asked you this week? I mean, I I know people people are picking your brain
0: all the time. Yeah, they brought in pictures of, uh, of plants to identify things that they didn't know what they were. And, and some of them I'd seen before here and some of them I hadn't. It's surprising the number of people that have the new app on their phone for identifying things, identifying Great. plants. Good. And, you know, the ones that I saw that walked around the nursery was pretty good. It might not have been exactly specific to what variety it was, but it got the genus and the species right on good. every one I saw. Great. Yeah. So that, that makes it a lot easier for people to be able to talk about it. Yes, I want a, a snowmount spirea you know right right and they can show uh take pictures of the real plant i think they can even show i think they can even take pictures of a picture of the plant i'm not sure about that though.
1: so uh when i'm planting down in montana creek today with my big ass fan going in the greenhouse (laughs) because it's nice and cool um should I use granular, slow-release, or the packets?
0: No, granular, slow-release, I think would be perfect for okay, that. Okay,
1: because I have it in a five-gallon bucket right now.
0: Right. Okay. And, and a and
1: tablespoon per gallon can?
0: Perfect. Yep. And okay. this is the, the temperature, low-temperature, slow-release, long-duration fertilizer.
1: And for cold soils. Right,
0: and with all the micronutrients in it. Right. Yes, definitely, you want to use that.
1: Okay.
0: We're making soil this year. We're making soil for doing all of our transplanting we're making soil out of the elements that we can obtain. We use uh, we bark and sand and peat moss and manure and mix those together according to our special secret recipe. <laughs> it's
1: called Just Do It. Uh-huh. Get with it and do it. So, right.
0: And the plants love it.
1: And it's going to be so hot today. The crew's coming to work with me and we're going to start planting. So... I and moving our things up from gallon cans and from the super plugs that you have
0: into gallon cans. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah. I've sure had a lot of people come and uh, getting native Alaskan bluegrass seed. Oh, The good. seed mix. You know, I don't have it as a straight bluegrass, but I've got it in other seed mixes. And so the, the Kenai bluegrass has been a real winter and it's a it's an alaskan native grass and so is the fescue in alaskan native grass and that means that they're adapted to low temperatures and long winters
1: and they don't get fungus and they
0: don't get fungus right right
1: and the thing about the bluegrass is it just takes so long it takes a long time but boy is it pretty
0: Uh uh-huh it takes a long time and it's really blue
1: In comparison to annual ryegrass or any of the or the fescue or anything, it's a really dark blue. You Makes know?
0: everything else look yellow.
1: Whereas putting that uh, lawn in at the park show, it took me two years because it rained so hard last year that the seed kept washing out. You know, uh-huh. well, it all washed the bottom of the berm, and so there, it's like this felted green grass that's just thick with bluegrass. And uh, I finally got the rest of it to go this year because the weather's a little bit nicer.
0: Yep, I understand exactly. And the soils are warm, and it's just the perfect time right now. We were hydro-seeding last week, me and Ray, and, uh, on the university campus. And it was just, you can see, in, uh, in a week, the first, the first seeds are germinating.
1: Yeah, that's what we like. That's right. why we want it. So okay. this is a call-in show. I yep. know there are people out there listening to us. If you have questions... Call us at 586
0: That's perfect. And the things that I have in our uh, our plant planting sale are those fancy new varieties of raspberries that I bought from the Canadians this spring.
1: Yeah, and the one called Encore, is that because it has a longer fruiting, <coughs> fruiting time?
0: Yes, it's because it fruits later than the other varieties, right. ripens later than the other varieties. And we also have one that... that uh, bears fruit on the first year canes
1: oh that's nice Uh, do you remember its name
0: vantage vantage great right and it's from uh it's from nova scotia
1: and we have more down in montana creek in gallon cans
0: that will be coming along (laughs) but the ones that we planted the springtime just look beautiful and if people are interested in raspberries these new varieties are really designed for Home garden use. And so it's
1: not too late. Just because the enthusiasm is more in the springtime, you plant now for next year. And it's perfect for planting things.
0: Plus, it's fun now. It's not muddy and cold. It's just beautiful it's weather. It's always fun, Dave. And the birds are zipping around. It's oh, always fun, Dave. I was in the greenhouse <laughs> yesterday. And those, those flocks you were talking about, the hummingbirds are really attracted to those. Uh-huh. And they're hovering around them. Yeah. And the, that sound of the hummingbirds humming, that's so <laughs> summery. I just love that. Okay, so uh, what I, else I have in, in that summer sale, I bought all these uh, hellebore seedlings.
1: I know, Christmas I'm so rose, excited and, and about that. We don't the, have
0: any idea what colors they are, because they haven't bloomed yet. But
1: they're called the lemon... sunshine. They're called the lemon series or something like that. So they're probably some type of pale yellow.
0: They're called the sunshine selection from, from that particular plant breeder. And and the the varieties available in that selection are myriad. But you're right. Most of them are slightly yellow.
1: Uh-huh, so let's pull a couple just so we can keep them and see what they're like. Keep them in the greenhouse over the winter in the pot and see what they're like. To Absolutely. Plant
0: them in your yard. Well,
1: my yard... My yard's full of trees and buttercup, but uh, I'd keep them in a pot. (laughs)
0: Okay, I understand that. That's probably the wisest thing anyway. I don't have time for all that weeding. So let's talk about uh, bleeding hearts and delphiniums at this time of year.
1: Okay, well, uh, they're hungry little beasts, and you need to stay on top of feeding them. And uh, most of the bleeding hearts are ready to be cut back because they go kind of get yellow and start not flowering as much at this time of year but if you cut them back water them well and then feed them they'll come on again and have flowers in the fall.
0: Yep exactly right. The same thing with Delphinium. Same thing with Delphinium. You know and cutting the flowers off when they start to fade cutting it way down low and new bloom spikes come up around the sides of those original ones. Mm -hmm. Yep that's really the thing to do. But
1: they're really and the thing about feeding your perennials isn't dump a bunch of fertilizer on them once a year and hope it doesn't kill them. You know, you, it's really, let's do it three or four times throughout the season and keep them constantly fed with the right amount of fertilizer. Because fertilizer will kill your plants if you, oh, don't, yeah. if you don't do it right.
0: And, and it doesn't even take a whole lot of it to do that.
1: Right. And uh, don't use liquid feed on your plants today because
0: it's too hot. Good morning, Conversations. Hi. Hello?
2: This is Rose Jackson calling from Cake. I was, um, wanted to talk about my poppies.
0: Okay. Okay, Mrs. Jackson.
2: Uh, I was wondering, is this time that I can take them out of the ground now and um, pull them out, you know, and transplant them because they're kind of overpopulated in my box?
0: I'd wait until and, it cooled down somewhat. Oh, Do it, okay. If they're likely to get killed now. They've quit blooming, though, haven't they? Are we talking about blue poppies?
2: Um, no, the red one.
0: Oh, yeah, the early spring red ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Still wait a little while, let it cool down, and then you can pull them out and divide them.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hot out here.
1: It's beautiful in cake.
2: Yes, It is. You're
1: lucky to live there.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of watering, though, but it it looks beautiful.
1: I bet. Well, I love poppies, and they're tough. So as soon as it cools down a little bit, you can certainly thin them out.
0: Thank you so much for calling us.
2: Okay, thank you.
1: Take care. I love cake.
0: Yeah, it was nice.
1: It's just beautiful there. Wow.
0: So uh, you got a new shipment of Roseanne Geraniums.
1: Yes, I did. That I'm, means that I'm hoarding.
0: <laughs> I know you are. That means that some of those have, have been released. Oh, good morning, Conversations.
2: Good morning, people. How are you? I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I get that. Hey, I've got some, uh, a big plant of chives. In my side yard And I wanted to uh, Split them up And move some around um, What's a good time To do that
0: You know you can do it Pretty much any time Of the year with chives But again Just like uh, The lady calling About her poppies Wait till it cools Down somewhat
2: Okay don't, great Thank you Don't pick
1: a hot day Like today's going to be To do it
2: Oh god It's going to be 80 today I swear right. But <laughs> you
1: You can water them now And get them ready For the transplant Okay. Thanks okay. for calling.
0: And and as a general notice for anyone that is thinking about transplanting stuff and dividing it, remember the things that bloom real early in the spring, it's time to divide those now. Once it's come past midsummer, and the things that are going to bloom in the autumn, you tra- you divide in the earlier spring, so that that uh, those things like like the uh, day lilies. Yeah, daylilies you would do in the springtime rather than now. Right. And hosta, which is just blooming now, you divide those in the springtime. We have some beautiful hostas. Oh, beautiful. And they're big. I was looking at somebody's yard yesterday, driving around, you know, and, and they probably had 25 hostas that were oh bushel basket size. <laughs> I bet. Great. Big, beautiful looking ones. Uh-huh. And, you know, at this time of year, that combination of the white and the green or the gold and the green is so comforting to the eye.
1: And I love it with the blue, with the big blue leaves. Uh, isn't
0: that lovely? All that contrast. And they're lilies, so they're blooming now. You know, so you get those, those amazing shoots of big flower. And, and you don't expect it. I mean, I expect it because that's my livelihood. But people that haven't had that I don't really expect that to happen.
1: Well, um, this is certainly weather to enjoy ourselves in Juneau and all over southeast. You know, we wait all year for a few days like this that says this is summer.
0: It absolutely is.
1: And everybody should make their iced tea and get things ready for later in the afternoon when you're just hugging the shade
0: (laughs) Potato salad. Sitting, nice cold sitting potato salad. In front salad. of your fan. Mm. We're such wimps. I you know, know we are. I <laughs> talked to my mother yesterday and you know she's going to be 94. Yes, yeah, be 94 next week and and she was talking about how it was in Fresno when she grew up and you know of course it was hot. It was always hot. And that she <laughs> liked it hot. Yeah. And and, uh, that's just how life should be, hot. (laughs) Okay, so the nursery business. Our nursery business is just one small part of the the giant worldwide nursery business, and nurseries run from August to August. So now we're putting orders in for next spring's delivery, and we're ordering things from the rhododendron growers and the rose growers and the
1: the, Japanese maple growers
0: and the evergreen growers and 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 all these.
1: And I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But with the pandemic, getting supplies has been very difficult. And we've been ordering now and getting delivery now so we have things in the springtime. Because in the springtime, we started ordering in February and we couldn't get stuff. They're so sold out down south with people who are enthusiastic with gardening that it's really hard, you know, we're just not a very powerful company, even though we've been in business for a long time. So it's really hard to be first in line and say, don't forget about me, you know, so we're ordering now in perennials, especially for next year. But uh, in terms of the trees and the rhododendrons, you're getting put on the list for supply for next year. And that includes the yellow rhododendron, right? You're gonna, includes you're gonna get, that You're going to get some rhodod- for me?
0: I am. I'm getting you some. I've got six people already on the list that want that yellow rhododendron. Because I let somebody Capistrano. get mine. Uh, well, that was very generous of you. <laughs> I remember the episode. And that person said, I'll get it from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes you're a pushover, Mark. But only for certain people. So you have Roseanne geraniums that are in full flower now that are available for sale. Yep. And it's very hard to find anything that gives as much flower punch as Roseanne does.
1: Yeah, it does. And all of those, not today, but they need to be fed. When it cools down this next week, they need a good liquid feed. You're starting to see them get a little... Uh, light in color on some of the flowers and that's an indication they're they're hungry those 365 pound hogs want to be fed
0: well we'll take care of that because the uh, the slow release fertilizer that's in the background all the time is is good for the plant but when they're when they have done this big flowering like that and it's time to feed them up again rather than give them the granular fertilizer we're giving them the liquid quick feed
1: boy the ones fill i fill right up I, ones i planted at the park shore two years ago are three and a half feet across yeah big and, and full of flower hundreds hundreds of flower and one other thing about the roseanne that i love is that when it does rain their flowers don't fall apart right. okay there's a call
0: good morning conversations
2: Yes. Uh, I have a question regarding a serviceberry plant. All right. Okay. Um, how do you take care of them through the winter? What do I need to do? It, it's a brand new plant and I've never tried to go through the winter with it, so what do I do?
1: Is it planted in the ground? Yes. Oh, good.
0: Absolutely nothing.
1: It's It'll take care of itself.
0: All right. It likes it here. And is it is it one of the uh, upright kinds or a small tree kind or the low-spreading kind? It's the Mm-hmm. So all you'd have to do, if it's a place where the snow is going to get plowed or thrown on it, is to kind of tie the branches together so they don't get broken. But it's a really, really resilient, strong growing plant. You okay. should have no trouble with it. It's it's plenty hardy for our zone. Thank you. You bet you, my great Thanks pleasure. Thanks for calling. Uh, we don't want
1: to think about snow right now.
0: Okay. I <laughs> want to tell you that I, I got another shipment of nematodes in this week. Oh, good. Nematodes that are... you uh,
1: sold all of mine.
0: Yes, dear. I did. <laughs> I sold all of yours. But I got you some more. That's and good. Uh, and I got some for myself to sell some more. You know... Okay, so nematodes are... You're a reckless salesman, Dave. Oh, well. Out there.
1: Selling nematodes.
0: Well, you know, that's it's it's turned out to be remarkably successful. There's some uh, there's some bad actors. and Those nematodes go right after them. Absolutely, I'm thrilled with it. They eat the larvae. They're down there in the ground. Go around and hunt the larvae and kill them. I know. Good I have for to. You, I have nemos. to take some
1: to Joe's to give her new rhododendrons I planted because those big trees that she has there on her property definitely have that big black beetle.
0: Yep. So what we're talking about is a big black beetle that feeds at night, and it's called a strawberry root weevil or a black vine weevil. And you don't see them because they hide during the daytime. But their damage is visible on the edges of the leaves. They cut these big notches in the edges of the leaves on rhododendrons, on spireas, on viburnums.
1: Do they get hydrangeas, huh? They, Do they eat
0: I hydrangeas? haven't seen anything on hydrangea. I've read about it on hydrangea, but I haven't seen anything.
1: Yeah, more. I haven't seen any on hydrangea either. But uh-huh. I, I'm going to treat them anyway. Because sure. they're underneath those big trees. And, you
0: know, in terms of a, an inexpensive prophylactic, they're a hot number. Yeah. You know, and you get these things started in the ground, and they're going to persist. They could reproduce there. Uh, they're a naturally occurring, it's not even an insect. It's so much smaller than an insect. It's a microscopic little bug. Not right. even a bug because it's got no legs.
1: I, I want to respond also to the gentleman who called about the service berry. The only other thing I would say about taking care of your service berry is make sure you feed it whatever kind of fertilizer you, you use, you know, I mean, don't feed it today because it's so hot, like we keep saying. But whether it's chicken manure or rabbit manure or some kind of organic uh, fertilizer for it because it is a service berry, um, don't let it go into winter hungry because they would come out of winter so much better when they're not hungry.
0: Absolutely, and that brings up another thing. When the leaves fall off, make sure to rake them up and take care of them. Because by take care of them, I mean get rid of them. Don't put them in your compost. Don't let them lay around because things in that family, which is the rose family along with apple trees, they are-
1: Fungus infested.
0: They're vulnerable (laughs) And, and the spores for the fungus live over the winter in the fallen leaves. So just like with raspberries, anything that's vulnerable, roses make sure that all that foliage gets raked up in the autumn and either burned or put in the garbage or taken someplace else don't keep it around don't let those spores ripen in your yard and then when the the rains come again and they bounce around they just start growing and you don't want that
1: okay and the other thing is as soon as it starts not being quite so hot water your rhododendrons and feed them because they're setting their flower buds for next year and i'm getting great responses from the rhododendrons i take care of because they're all budding right up
0: yep and absolutely. i'm thrilled
1: because it's not wet and cold like it was last year which uh-huh. knocked a lot of the flowers out but this year they're going to make up for it this weather's just
0: and now and they're making, making the time. flowers you're going to see next spring right and so the end, when you look at the rhododendron, it's made that new growth and all that soft, so growth. So pretty. Well, Isn't and it's it, getting though? hard.
1: I mean, it's long enough now, with nice weather. Mm-hmm. And it's you can
0: see on the end of the stems, there's two kinds of buds. One has one big bud, and that's a flower bud, and the other one has four smaller buds, oh, and those leaves. are leaf buds. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool to watch. Right. And the, the Yakuza Mena hybrid rhododendrons, from northern japan they're so fabulous have this fuzzy gray growth on the outside of the leaves and stems they're fur that's right it's fur it's it's why that's why they can live so well where it's so cold they're perfect and they don't get very big and we have some and they're beautiful and they're beautiful and when you come and look at them i have one just to show how big they're going to get i've got a 75 year old plant that I bought from the rhododendron growers. And it's in a big box, and it's 75 years old. And we're going to put
1: it in the ground this year. It's
0: not, it's not four feet tall. It's still not four feet tall. It's less it's than four that. feet wide. Oh, yeah, it's six feet wide. Easy. <laughs> you know, at, at, uh, that's the perfect kind of thing for that. So, yellow rhododendrons, ordering now for the springtime. Snowmound spireas. We haven't talked about s- snowmound spireas. They are absolutely Bulletproof. And they're in bloom all over Juneau. You see that that plant with the arching white-covered branches, and that's a, a perfect kind of midsummer color. So we're coming to the end of our show, and uh, we're going to get ready to get back to work.
1: Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. That's right. And water. Water, water, water.
0: And come see us at Landscape Alaska and participate in the wonderful midsummer sale. And uh, we'll all have some conversations and talk about what's beautiful charming, and entrancing. All right. So until next week, this is Marg and Dave from Landscape Alaska. I'm wishing you all happy gardening.